We're joined in this segment by Brad Cole of the Illinois Municipal League. Brad, good morning. Uh, we know that you sent a letter to the governor. What exactly did you ask for from your municipalities? Good morning. Well, we indicated that a number of municipalities uh, support the governor's plan because of its health and safety requirements, but a number also have concerns about the regional classifications and the timeline for stability in the hospital admissions, which would effectively slow down some of the reopening. We've got uh, word that uh, municipalities all across the state, uh, even in uh, places like in McHenry County, for instance, where um, the, the apparently uh, mayors in that uh, community have said that they're looking at their own kind of timelines here. What are you hearing from uh, various municipalities about what their path forward here is if they don't get some kind of concession from uh, the governor's office? Well, we're not looking for concessions generally. What we're looking for is just to improve a plan that will allow the communities to safely reopen. The 1,298 cities, villages, and towns around the state are all quite diverse. They have different levels of economic and social interaction, but they're all being impacted equally by this pandemic. And so the mayors, whether it's north, south, east, or west, are just trying to keep their communities alive and prospering. And because of the disparity between those communities, they don't necessarily fit within the four regions that were outlined in the Restore Illinois plan. So that's why we've asked to go to the 11 regions that are actually in the underlying emergency medical services map, and then looking at the timeline so that there can still be a safe period for data study and patient observation, but a little bit faster timeline if a region meets all of the metrics that have been laid out. The governor yesterday, um, we're talking with um, Brad Cole, the executive director of the Illinois Municipal League. The governor yesterday reacting to uh, your uh, uh, essentially asking for uh, shrinking the 28 days down to 14 days, for instance. Uh, He defended his 28 days saying, all right, we're already 12 days into it for a lot of places, so they could be eyeing opening up later on this month to at least getting to um, stage three. Is that enough, Uh, especially given that, uh, for instance, you've got restaurants that are saying they're not going to be able to even open ever again? Uh, That's lost revenue for some localities. I know in Springfield, for instance, we've got no hotel motel money coming in, and that's going to pinch the revenue here for the city of Springfield. Uh, Is it enough? Uh, Are we going to make it to the end of the month? Well, I don't know about that, but the issue that we've put forward because our members have been talking about this and have been hearing about it from their residents and constituents, those deadlines are from May 1st. We think that there could be a backdate to that. We could look back further than May 1st, especially in an area that hasn't had any hospitalizations or, or any positive tests. But The 28-day period that we've suggested go to 14 is not just this period. So if a a region is able to move from one phase to another from May 1st to May 29th, there's still the next phase after that. So uh, I understand the governor's point about the fact that we're essentially halfway into this timeline for this month, but there are future months. And if some region is not able to move into the next phase, then that just delays it even further. So we think it's reasonable. We think it's based on the the statistics and the health criteria that are out there. And we're looking to work with the governor to maybe modify the plan and improve it slightly. 
Brad Cole's with us from the Illinois Municipal League on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Brad, looking at the finances from just Springfield here, that we were in pretty good shape going into this. We were, at least. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a detriment, you know, with the phases that the governor's laid out, and May 28th being the earliest that we can all go to three, and then from that 28 days later to go to four. And we're looking at at least 56 days at best-case scenario from May 28th to get to a full thing. Can Illinois municipalities and cities like Springfield handle that loss of revenue, loss of taxes, and still survive? I think in most cases, the short answer is an easy no. And that's where the concern comes from. And it's not just because of the municipal government operations. It's because of all the other things that make up a community. We know what a municipality is. It's the local government. But it's the community that is really being impacted. And we're trying to support those small businesses, the residents, the employees and employers that make up a community. And we understand, the mayors understand, the health consequences, which is the number one issue that they wish to protect, the job of local officials, any elected officials, to provide for the health, safety, and welfare of their residents. However, when you take that into account, you have to look at the other factors, too. So the health is primary, but secondarily is all of the other things that go with it, such as the economy. And some of these businesses, small and large, sole proprietorships, and just individual employees, workers, are they're already under a significant strain and A much-delayed reopening will have a significantly negative impact on them even further than it already has. Brad Cole with the Illinois Municipal League. Um, when I asked the governor, I think last week sometime, uh, about the revenue projections uh, and uh, maybe some suggestions he had for local governments uh, and whether he's looking at uh, reducing LGDF, for instance. And I know you don't deal with um, uh, school districts, per se, with the Illinois Municipal League, but uh, I also asked whether he's looking at uh, lowering the amount of the money for um, K-12 through education, for instance. He didn't directly talk about those two areas of money from the state going to local communities and whether that's going to be reduced as we possibly see $7 billion of a a crater in revenue for the state next year uh, in the next budget that starts in July. Um, Ultimately, though, he talked about priorities for the state. DCFS funding, uh, Department of Employment Security funding, and some of these um, agencies that have been uh, top of mind during this pandemic. Uh, What's your sense of what the budget from the state's going to include when it comes to that LGDF, that local government distributive fund, uh, motor fuel taxes, any share of uh, sales taxes? What's the uh, Municipal League's uh, sense of of what that picture is actually going to look like come uh, budget time whenever they do come back to Springfield and possibly by the end of this month put something together uh, in, in quick fashion? Well, we're concerned that the picture is going to look somewhere from somewhere in between not good and really bad. The projections that we have done already indicate that the local share of state income tax, that local government distributive fund, is going to see a decrease of at least 15% already. We're anticipating at least a 15% decrease in motor fuel tax. There are other state shared revenues that we're estimating may decrease as much as 30%. And so I heard your question during the briefing, and the response was, well, we have to address the state's revenues and expenses, and so the first job is to look at the state budget. That sets off alarms for us because we understand that whenever the state 
it looks to shore up its resources, that usually means they take them from somebody else. And as you know, local government share of state income tax has been decreased significantly. We're already at about half of where we were a decade ago. And so when we're seeing natural reductions because of the lower amounts of income tax being paid, so meaning people aren't working, so they're not paying into it, uh, to the tune of probably 15% this year, and then the likelihood that uh, the state will reduce it even further, we could be down to 35% of where we were a decade ago. And anybody that's trying to operate more services, more programs under uh, conditions of higher cost with a third of the revenue understands that that just can't be sustained for very long. You mentioned earlier that uh, the current uh, four zones that the governor is looking at for reopening Illinois, uh, you'd like to see that expanded to 11, but why not take it down to county health departments and have them make the call? Well, that's certainly an option. I think the governor rightly established some regions so that we don't have 102 different plans. I I think that the emergency medical services regional map that is the underlying map to the Restore Illinois map is – it was obviously developed for a reason. It has 11 regions in it, and so – you know, we're not looking to upend the plan overall. We're just trying to modify it and improve it slightly. And going from four regions to 11 is a significant jump. Um, if the governor wants to take it to 102 and have it county by county, that's something certainly that uh, he can decide about. But, you know, any any modification to allow the areas to more closely relate to the communities adjacent to them would be better. Brad, um, some are suing the the governor over executive orders, businesses, uh, some state reps as well. Uh, it seems that the uh, the claim here is uh, there's no due process involved, uh, where, for instance, uh, a local public health department may be able to go to a business that has you know some health concerns. They investigate. They find that, okay, these health concerns are legit. We need to get a court order to shut you down. Uh, is that not the proper way to go about this instead of having, um, you know, like a one-size-fits-all approach, even though it's done regionally here with the new reopening plan, uh, isn't there something about due process that that needs to be part of this overall equation when it comes to limiting and restricting somebody's ability to make a living? Well, due process is um, a solid piece of the foundation of, of our nation and our state and our communities. I think this issue is the governor has declared a, a state of emergency and a disaster proclamation and is carrying out the duties that he's allowed to carry out under the state constitution. I'm not going to get into the legal battles over whether he has done that properly or improperly. Our members, the mayors and local elected officials, are charged with their obligation to enforce the laws, and that's what we're trying to help them do. I think that individual citizens uh, certainly are welcome to have any opportunity that exists for them to challenge or support the decisions. One thing I would say separately, aside from the the legal challenges, is that the General Assembly could come back and take some action. As you know, we haven't seen the General Assembly here since the 1st of March or the first week or so of March. And, you know, it would be incumbent upon them to come back and help address these issues and perhaps uh, make either greater or lesser determinations about the path the state is on. So uh, there are a number of ways that 
people can express themselves and try to seek remedy for what's happening, and not the least of which are through their state elected officials in the General Assembly actually coming back into session. Well, and on that note, after um, your letter was, well, I guess your letter was actually uh, sent out uh, from GOP leaders who said, look at this letter, we need to have uh, lawmakers back in Springfield. Should the governor call a special session to uh, have this sorted out, or should uh, Speaker Michael Madigan and Senate President Don Harmon call people back to Springfield and and actually uh, work on these issues? Well, I think the General Assembly needs to come back at some point. I'm not one of the leaders over there or a member, but they absolutely have work that they need to be doing. I know they have working groups that have been meeting and discussing issues. We've presented a half a dozen to a dozen different issues that need to be addressed immediately because of this pandemic. And then there are lots of other things that just happen as a regular course of business that, that the General Assembly could address. I don't know about the specifics of the governor calling a special session. It appears to me that that's not necessary because the General Assembly is actually in session. Right. They're just not meeting. So whether it's a special session or they're actually meeting on a date that they have scheduled as regular session, uh, I'll leave that to to whoever can decide. But the fact is that we do need the General Assembly to come back. They do need to act on a budget so that municipalities and social service agencies and everybody else can understand what funds are going to be available, higher education, K-12 through education. And so there are a lot of things that need to happen soon, and I'm hopeful that the General Assembly will, will come back and, and tackle those issues. Brad Cole, the Illinois Municipal League, thank you so much for your time, and uh, please do keep us informed with any uh, other uh, developments that you have, okay? Will do. Thanks a bunch. Hey, thanks a lot. Stay safe, too. All right.